I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Kevin Ebling. Hello, everybody. And hello. hello to you, Janice. Janice is remote today. She's got big happenings, and uh, and so she needed to stay put. Um, but Kevin and I are in the studio, and we are so, I'm still so happy you're with us, Janice. I hate. Well, thanks. I think... my, uh, my husband has COVID, so that's why I'm not in the studio, <laughs> because just in case I have that germ somewhere in my body, I didn't want to share it with my friends. Well, <laughs> I really appreciate it, especially if Kevin just had surgery. <laughs> Which is why I'm wearing yeah. sweatpants in the studio today, if you were wondering. <laughs> Yeah, I walked in and I was like, what's wrong with Kevin? And then I remembered you got your gallbladder taken out. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> oh, I saw the incisions. This, it looks intense. Really? I, I was like, when I looked at it first, I was like, yeah, this doesn't look as bad as I thought. No, no, no. I'm not even talking, no. Like, I'm not talking about your incisions. I'm just talking about your disposition. Like, oh, it yeah. It looks like it hurts. Yes. Yeah, it does. Like, the doctors totally undersell how much it's going to suck. They're like, it's no big deal. Uh, first day, I'm like, this is brutal. What are you talking about? Uh, I can't imagine you putting on a pair of jeans. Oh. oh, my God. I think that would hurt so bad. I tried on Saturday when I went to that thing, and I was like, no way. <laughs> I had to switch them out for some oh. blue sweatpants. And then you're getting off of anesthesia, and your body's all jacked up. Mm-hmm. And you're you're mm-hmm. either pooping yourself or can't poop or at all. Or nothing is happening yeah. for days. days. And you're like, where, like where's everything going? <laughs> it gets a little concerning. When it you're does. Like day six. Even when all you're eating is chicken broth and... Crackers and cottage cheese. Do you even have an appetite? I do actually. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Lee's so being very you... sensitive. My first night home from surgery, she had a Big Mac. I'm like, yeah, great, thanks. While I'm sitting here <laughs> eat, drinking chicken broth with a spoon. <laughs> what were out you of a nice mug. Jan- What were you oh, nice, Janice? Yeah, sorry, Janice. Did they put you on a diet? Yes, um, oh, soft, oh. bland food. For how long? Uh, they say at least 48 hours. Now I'm kind of easing back into some other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. You're, okay. You're, you can have that yeah. burger soon. Yeah. I went to Village Burger Bar actually yesterday, and I had this like a plain turkey burger on wheat bread with nothing else I could find. It was actually like the best thing I'd had in days, even though it was really bland. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably not. It's probably just because you were so desperate yep, for some real something food. real. I was like, but oh, I this is the best thing I read. Village Burger Bar. That place is good. It is. It's I've awesome. Been there too. So long. Their turkey been burgers. Their turkey burgers are amazing. I had a turkey burger yesterday from Gazebo Burgers, and they are delicious too. Do you know where that is? Oh, yeah. I love Gazebo Burger. That was a staple for after baseball and flag football. Um, Does does Village Burger Bar have buffalo burgers? No. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I love buffalo burgers. Yeah, good buffalo burgers. Good. Uh Uh-huh. No, I don't think they do. Does Hop Dottie have a buffalo burger? Yeah. Yeah. Hop Dotty does, but you have, have to spend your you have to liquidate some of your four hundred one k to eat there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Donate a, an organ or something. Yeah. 
Hey, they your, can have my gallbladder. Your gallbladder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, we need to thank our sponsor today. It's actually Craig's um, company, Willow Bend Mortgage, is the sponsor. Yay. Yeah, super awesome. So thank you, Craig. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Thank yeah. you, Willow Bend Mortgage. They, um, I mean, I think about. I've uh, first of all, I didn't know anything about the mortgage business before I started dating Craig. It's funny, like, I'm like, have you equally learned about counseling and Jesus since you've been dating me? I don't think it's the same. <laughs> but I have to say, like, it is a complicated situation to yeah. to work in the more oh, right sure. now with rates going up and, and uh, you know, it's just, it is not, it is a complicated profession. And he's been doing it. Well, Ben's been around for like 30 years. But anyway, they, um, I think they're the best. It's kind of like a, you know, you call those like big lending companies and you feel like it's like a very transactional and Willow Bend, like you go to their office, it's like everybody comes out of their offices and says hi and just got this like great family feel. They know what they're doing. Um, so it's a very specialized business. One that I, I, I do not have the aptitude for. It is. And you know what? Buying a house, especially right now with rates, um, is hard, mm -hmm. you know? And you really need somebody who knows what they're doing, is answers the phone, for goodness sakes. And uh, and gets the job done for you, you know. Even if you don't want to buy a home now because of rates, like a lot of people still want to buy a home, and it's an exciting thing. You want to do it, you mm -hmm. know. You still want to do it. My my sister and brother in law just did, and it was a long process. Yeah, it took them a while. It's long, uh, and it's daunting. Blair did too. Yeah, Blair just bought a that house. That was a very good commercial. <laughs> it's well, very I'm organic. So yeah. proud of him. <laughs> I like I listen to his phone calls and all his acronyms. I'm like, you are so it's like smart. a doctor. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is all? What are all those acronyms? And did the people you're talking to actually, actually know, know what they all, all are. those acronyms? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But that's as good a live read endorsement as you can get right there. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he is my fiance. Yeah, so that's true. I think he's pretty special. Yeah, and he does a damn good job. And it's hard. Well, I wouldn't do it. No, me either. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I'd be a moron. Me too. I'd be lost. <laughs> like, sure, we'll get you a loan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gonna trust me with numbers and money? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to our topic today. Oh, by the way, if you do need a loan, just call <laughs> call Craig or call me and email us. We'll we'll get you all hooked up. Um, okay, Kevin came up with our topic today, and I think it's a very good one. Might because, be the first time. <laughs> no, that's not true. You, you, no, it's not. You've come up with, with several topics along the way, but one of um, – we were just sitting here talking about, Kev, I feel so bad every time he moved. You should see his face, Janice. It's <laughs> I'm be all right. so pitiful. Oh, I know. I'm I feel sorry. bad. I was like, we could have recorded tomorrow. Nah. Oh. Um, so, Need to get back to normal. so we were discussing what we should talk about today and Kevin, you said it just, you said, what if we talked about the feeling of being lost? Yeah. And I was like, like your GPS isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Like <laughs> so losing I, one's way. I, 
every time he laughs, he holds his stomach, and it makes me feel so. <laughs> That's what they told me to do. They're like, press on this part of your stomach if you have to cough or laugh. And so, oh, can you imagine? It does help if you got a cold right now. Oh God, the sneezing in the morning. Every morning I sneeze a couple of times. It's brutal. I was so scared after my accident that I was going to get a cold or a or and a stomach a cough. bug. I don't know what I, I would have rather died. Do you ever have like where you swallow something down the wrong pipe though, and you have to cough oh, it up? Oh, like, it sucks. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I'll try hard to not make you it's laugh. It's okay. I want, it's, I want to have fun. <laughs> okay. So you suggested that we chat about the feeling of being lost. And you said it's just because it's what I've been feeling lately. So describe describe what you're feeling. Describe why this topic could be meaningful to you. And, I mean, you're not the first person that's said this to me or said this to Janice. Like, I just feel lost right now. So just for the person who's on that, path with you what does it feel like um i mean it's different now it's been a little uh this is more of a past tense recently well not that i still have everything figured out by any means but um it's sort of like when a lot of things are changing all at once some good some bad just a lot of radical change is thrown at you and like i know it's a sign of something but i'm like what is the universe trying to tell me obviously i need to do something like there's some sort of next move that i need to make but i don't know what it is and like if someone could just like if i could just be shown the way i can take care of the rest like i can do it no matter what but sometimes you just don't know what that next step is and well, so there's not always someone so there to tell it to you you know it's it's weird so is it about so is this in regards to in regards to is it in regards to your job is it in regards to where you're living is it in regards i mean there's so many different aspects i know it's life it's so many different things to figure out that there is no direct answer it's hard to say um because things have gone on with with my job and my wife's job and we have a kid on the way and we're trying to figure out how we're going to deal with that with her work my work mm-hmm. um what do you yeah. do we with don't want to do daycare exactly mm-hmm. and i'm like there's no way that it's going to be exactly how we want but what is the right combination to mm-hmm. figure this out to take this you know because this is coming no matter what yeah i'm almost out of time here and it comes so fast i know it feels like yesterday i was just telling you guys that I had just found out that she was pregnant, and all yep. of a sudden now we're she's at thirty yeah. weeks. So, um, yeah, it well, happens really fast. Like I think that what what happens a lot of times when our when our life seems to be a little upside down, or there's not a you know a consistent sort of a path that op- that's there for us, and so not having that can cause a lot of stress because then we end up trying to figure it all out before it is before we know you know because we want to know we love to think that we know Mm -hmm. but i always say we really never know it feels like like oh sorry janice i didn't mean to interrupt you no go ahead i was just saying it's like it feels like the universe and god or maybe both or whatever is telling you you need to make a change. You need to figure this out, but mm. not telling me what that is, you know? What what about what about your life? What what are the indicators, Kev, in your life that make you feel like you you need to change something? What because I'm thinking because that's not how I feel about my life right now. And so that's a very unique feeling. I have felt that in my life. Like 
and 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 I I loved what you said when we were off the air. You were like, I just want to say to God, God, show me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah, just show me the way. Show me the way. Yeah, and I'll give me the. I courtesy. will take care of the rest. I yes. promise. I will get it done. I'll do it yes. better than anyone. Just yes. please, just show me the show me the way. Yes. So, what are those indicators? If you can articulate them, what are the indicators? in your life right now that make you feel like you need to do something that you're not doing? Um, I, I guess it's like a lot of it has to do with having a kid on the way with work and making sure that everything is, you know, you want to be able to give your children the same kind of life that you had. And like, I look at things or on paper better. or better. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, well, so is it, is it primarily financial that you're concerned about? I would say that's a big part of it. Absolutely. I mean, neither one, I'm a small business owner. My wife is a school teacher. You know, we have a kid on the way. I'm, it's not the same kind of income that I grew up with. And then a lot of things drastically changed at work in terms, you know, some good, some really bad. And I'm like, maybe it's a, it's, it's a sign for me to change things and do something different, take the next step. I just don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. Is any of this making sense? Absolutely. It's just yeah, a confusing yeah. time. Yeah, it is. And you know what, Kevin? I don't think that you're alone. I think everybody who's walking on this planet has has come to a fork in the road or a crossroads or a T, however you want to, mm -hmm. you know, and and thought, okay, I feel like I feel like there's a different path or road, but I don't I don't have any idea what to do. I certainly felt that way after I lost my children. You know, for so long, I just knew my path. I knew that I was going to get married and I was going to have children and I was going to stay home with those children. That's what, I, if I knew anything when I was in my early 20s, that's what I knew, is that that's what I was going to do. And then <clears throat> when we had so much loss and I... I had to come to the harsh realization that I was not going to have biological children. And at the time, I had no desire or intention of having a child another way. I did not want to adopt. I did not want to have a sperm donor. I did, like all the options sounded, did not sound. Mm -hmm. So I was like you, like now what? You know, like I, I knew that this was my path and yet it's not my path anymore. And it was a big part of why I went to go see Mark Craig, my pastor, because, and I, I had worked in corporate America. I was a marketing ex executive for 10 years and it just felt like that wasn't the right thing. And I, w I was, I felt very much that same feeling like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not like, me not doing anything or me doing this is not the answer. It wasn't, it didn't feel like a long-term solution. Um, and I mean, it was kind of crazy, but you know, that's when Mark Craig offered me the job at the church. And I was like, yeah, your church will probably burn if I start working here. <laughs> yeah. Catch on fire. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> um, but I liked Janice, something you said sparked, a thought in me it's like you don't really know but one of the one thing that you have you don't really ever know but one thing Janice that you said have said on here over and over and over again and I absolutely love it is that you will know what you need to know when you need to know it you know yeah like and 
And I think that when you find that kind of tug in your gut about feeling lost is, and like you say, when you, when you're, when you're, prayer or your request is just show me, mm-hmm. then I don't believe that the universe or God or whatever you want to call it is going to say, no, I'm not going right. to show you. You will know. Right. But it, but it, but sometimes it takes time. And I think that's the difficulty. And then one of the things that I can remember experiencing when, after I got my divorce, cause I didn't, had no idea where I was going and and I, uh, and I read, you know, breathe, relax and let it unfold. And that's one of my favorite, I do that. I go to that saying all the time because it eventually will unfold. Yeah. There will be some sort of something that will happen, Yep. you know, but it's, it's hard, Kevin. I mean, it's difficult to not know because we think we should know, but and- honestly and truly, we never know. <laughs> really. I think I explained, maybe it was the last episode that I had sort of a perspective shift. Like I had been major doom and gloom about a bunch of shit that had been going on. Like I lost, I had some issues at work that came out of nowhere. It happened really fast, all completely different circumstances, but lost like several blue chip clients, which is like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shit. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was like, everything is like going to shit. And I got a can on the way. I felt backed into a corner and I was just major throwing a pity party. And I, I felt like a huge douche, but, uh, then I went to my friend's Chris, like I told you, and I sort of opened up and it sort of, I had a perspective shift. I sort of, it sounds lame, but saw the light in a different way and started thinking differently and things started to change. What? So as yeah. things came up, well, yeah. I started getting some new opportunities, some different jobs, some other things, uh, new projects, and then also different opportunities to do something, well, pretty much the same thing, but work for a different company, which I'm still contemplating and going back and forth on right now. And it's like, now that things have changed, I'm still... Like, which way do I go? But before, when it was doom and gloom, I was like, I'm going to, you know, it's either I keep, you know, stick with this and, you know, do what I love and what I'm best at, or I go do something I hate to make more money for my family, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I I thought were like my only two options. Mm -hmm. And then once perspective changes, I realized those aren't the only two options, but there are a lot of options, but I don't know what the right one is. I don't know what the right combination is for all of us, for my family. Well, Kevin, I I don't think you're going to know what's the right one until you try it you know and and i think that maybe maybe it's a combination of both if you could do that you know or or i think that it's i think that what makes it very difficult and and it it became it became so much easier to me the older i get the easier it is for me is that i just know i will know if i'm not sure then something will come up and if, and I, you know, pray about it or I ask, I say, show me It's one of my favorite prayers. And, and then eventually there'll be a little nudge or there'll be an opportunity or something like that. And, and right now for you, because you're facing really major things and you and Lisa are together and, and you'll be, you will be, you will know. Yeah, there's no doubt in my Try mind something about that too. And it doesn't work. Sometimes by it not working, then you know. That's an you answer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I totally mm-hmm. agree. So so Kev, if you don't mind, I'd love to know about this epiphany you had at the christening. What was that shift that you felt or 
I don't know. I guess I felt something spiritual for the first time in a really long time, and it felt good, and I felt like maybe everything's going to be all right. That had to yeah. have been nice. It was very nice. Yeah. So Love that. You and felt, I believe that. You felt hope in that moment. Yeah. I think I told you guys that maybe... God, I hope my parents aren't listening to this. That may be the first time I ever felt something like that in church. Mm. It was a good feeling. Yeah. It was strange. I, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with it, you know, but it, it was a good thing. That's nice. Yeah. That's it was nice to feel good in church, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've been going through the motions in Catholic Church for years. I'll still go on Christmas and Easter and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm just there, you know? Yeah. It's, I'm not experiencing anything. I think patience for the knowing is, has got to be one of the most challenging things as a human. I mean, as we're sitting here, I'm thinking about this precious client of mine who's just dying to have a baby. You know, she's just dying to have a baby. And she's had three miscarriages and she doesn't know why. And she's getting older, you know, older than she wants to be because they want multiple children. And it's just been so discouraging for her. And, you know, she believes as I would too, and I have along the way in my own life, that this is her path, you know? And so for her not understanding or knowing, like, is she ever gonna be able to get pregnant? Is she ever going to be able to have a baby? Is, and if she doesn't, then what, you know? Like it's, and and so that the, the space in between the not knowing and knowing, I think is one of the hardest, places to be as people because we look at everything on balance and we're like okay yeah if i just got a few more deals it would all be okay or if i could have a baby it would it's all going to be okay or if i just find mr right or or mrs right you know then it's all going to be okay so it's like the I think yeah, definitely. What we're all talking about is that sp- space of unknowing in between the not knowing and knowing. And it could be job, it could be relationships, it could be children. You know, waiting for kids, the waiting process of for my kids of not knowing where they're going to go to college. Like, that's huge, you know? Like, that's your future. That's all they can see and know. And so the not knowing and then the relief that comes when they finally make that decision, you know, and finally know. And then there's a lot of kids who, you know, go to college and they have a terrible experience and and they leave that college and then they make another decision. I mean. But then that's not necessarily a mistake either. No. That's a learning experience. No. And I don't think it's a mistake at all. I think there's such a, I think there is, there is a space between the here and the there. Mm-hmm. And when we are looking to head towards the there, which is where we want to be, traveling through that space, I call it the T zone because there's the here. And then if you put a T to it, you got the there. And so when you're in the T zone, which is a time zone almost of waiting, it can be frustrating, but you are in movement towards the there. Mm -hmm. And I think that that that's the knowing that we can wrap our brain around is we don't know how the there's going to be. But as we walk through that T zone, we become assured that there will be a there. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's and trusting. That's hard. It's trusting that you are always in the flow, you know, the flow of life. Like right now, what it sounds like is you're, you have been feeling out of the flow. But I think that even when you're feeling out of the flow, you're still in the flow. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, you're kind just, of. you're in that in between. Yeah. You're in the T zone. Yep. Yeah, but you're still go. You are in motion while you're doing that. Yeah. So, so Janice, how would you, if if somebody came to you and said, "What do I do in the waiting? You know, what do I do in this T zone? How do I not go crazy?" How do I, you know, I, should I keep my business? Should I, should we close the doors? Should I break up with them? Should, and, and, and wait it out for somebody that I know could be better for me? Or do I stay together? I mean, how, what do you, what do you recommend to clients who come to you and are in that T zone? And how do you, how do you help them stay? be where they are without feeling like either they're failing or they're making a mistake or or they're not moving they're not in motion how do you how do you help them well i don't believe there's such a thing as a mistake so i don't you know and i but what i will do with sure people is say okay first of all i want you to write down how you want it to look i want you to put pen to paper what like let's say you are thinking about another job and you think okay i'm going to talk i want to know how do i want my job or my career to look and write it down so how many hours do you want to work how much money do you want to make how far do you want to drive in the morning what sort of people do you want to be around i mean as many aspects as you can mm -hmm. same with if you're in a relationship and you're thinking this relationship may not be really what I want and you're thinking about moving on do the same thing what aspects do you want in your relationship if you're if you're trying if you're struggling with something on the inside that you're you're just not happy then how would your happiness look what elements are missing so that you have kind of a game plan because I think that what happens our our brains will just run amok mm -hmm. with you know, or what if this is at that, you know, it's like a pin, you know, the, the pinball machine and that ball just goes back and forth and ding, 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 yep. ding, but you never know. So then, so then it gets you into out of your head and onto the paper will help to direct you. I think when you're in that T zone in between here and there, that is the possibility or the probability of what you want. And I think that that helps. And I and I I do that even now. I mean, if I'm thinking about, you know, I don't know how many what 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 do I want to do with my how many hours do I want to work? How am I, you know, I'm thinking about going back to the office a couple of days a week just to kind of have a little space from that Tom and I can have a little a little breathing room from one another. And, you know, do I want to do that? And I mean, all of those little things that how do I want my life to look? I'm 70 years old. I'm thinking I'm going to be here until I'm 100. So I've got 30 more years. How do I want that to look? Who do I want to, you know, blah, 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 blah. So then even if you don't know, you at least have a roadmap to where you where your stop off places are going to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. 
I think because I'm, I think that the you don't if you, if it's just in your head, it's too confusing. Well, and I think there's a lot of um, <clears throat> like what I was saying earlier, the signs, the the reading and misreading of signs, like when. I lost, you know, several clients all through completely different circumstances. And this happened over a span of like eight weeks, like four. And there was through no fault of my own. I mean, one of them, uh, I was a third party subcontractor, the company that contracts them, they decided to go to different companies. So, you know, they couldn't, they didn't need to use me anymore. One of them, a uh, guy fell on some hard times, so he couldn't keep to do, continue to do a show. One person got a new job where they didn't have the availability anymore. They were traveling all the time. And they all said, you know, you did an immaculate job. I, I was great working with you. Would work with you again, but things have changed, and so I took that as like the universe saying all this at once. Like <clears throat> you need to do something else. You were looking at yeah. as a sign, exactly as a mm-hmm. sign. And then yeah. the, the thought yeah. of like a traditional nine to five like scares the shit out of me. Uh, uh, well, then maybe that's not something you want to do. But maybe there's maybe there's something in between. Because that's if you remember, that. that's what got me to end up going to do what I did anyway. Was getting sick of doing yeah. that kind of a job. Yeah, and I always loved that crazy kind of variety. It's just the way I am. I love not knowing what any day or schedule is going to look like. I mean, at one time, uh, I was working part time at a radio station, a stock trading office, and a PR <laughs> firm all at the same time. So, cool. and I loved that because it was yeah. all just completely different shit. And um, yeah. and that doesn't mean though that there isn't a nine to five type job doing what I do that couldn't work. It's just the way that I perceive it. It seems like any type of job like that is Sounds a prison like sentence. Prison. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I, I know myself well enough to know if I don't have freedom, like I, I want to be able to work from home. I want to be able to make my own time. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to, and, and I want to be able to work as hard as I want to work. Or, or not work as hard as I want to work, you know? Yeah. And so I think all three of us have talked about that mm-hmm. a lot. Like, th- that is a huge value, and I think that's what... Yeah, none of us do that kind of work uh-uh. where we show up every day at the same time. No, every in, single out. day looks different for me, and I love... Me too. I thrive on that. Saturday could be my busiest day of the week. Yeah. I love that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And the, and and so you know what? I think, I think for you, it's... And for anybody listening who's struggling, like... It's kind of like when Janice had me make the list of of what I was looking for in my next companions. Like, what are what do you value? You know, it's I think it's defining. Bless you. Oh God, did that hurt? So Trying bad. so hard not to bless sneeze. Oh, <laughs> oh I such a strange stomach. sneeze. I was like, <laughs> it was painful to watch. <laughs> I'll bet. Um, you know, it's it's finding, it's creating a list of all of these things and saying, what is it that I value? And you know, it, it was really important to me that I found somebody who who. Like, would I knew that I could trust my deal breakers with this person, you know, and they were non-negotiables and, you know, that we had the same values. And, you know, now that I did, you know, I went back to corporate America ever since I've been working here. I went back because mm-hmm. it looked shiny and pretty and, you know, it, had yeah. big it sounded really signs. cool. I mean, and it was the most miserable I've yeah. been ever. Yeah. And in a job and at the church i had a lot yeah you were not happy though with that job i remember that time i hate that job but you know it's just and and you know what it's also remembering when it comes to our professions it's not all about the money it's really not i could be making more doing 
you know, full time doing, you know, grinding it out. But it's like, that's not how I would rather make less money and, you know, and have the, the, the lifestyle, the freedom. Oh, I've always said quality of life over money. Yes. I mean, the best paying jobs I've had are hands down the worst, most miserable <laughs> I ever was. 100%. Yeah. Isn't but that interesting? when things start to change yeah. and you have a kid on the way, you're a like, it's not changes. about me anymore, you know? Yeah. A baby does change the narrative a little bit, but I also still trust that you're so talented and we all are, you know? It's, I'm not even just talking about the three of us. I'm talking about everybody who's everybody listening. Everybody does. You know, it, yeah. we all have gifts. We all have talents. Yeah. And, and we all have a flow and we all have, I mean, we all have purpose. Like there's no low man on the totem pole, I believe in society. No one is any more valuable. I mean, you know, the, some people may have bigger titles and make more money, but the value on their lives is no different or their, their, their skill set. I mean, I'm grateful for people who, you know, seem like blue collar workers who, you know, don't make a lot of money because I need them, <laughs> you know, in Absolutely. my life. I can't, I don't know how to do that stuff. So, um, one thing that you said that sparked, it's why I got up and, and looked at my phone really quick. I just finished this book called Necessary Endings. And oh yeah, have you read it, Janice? No. Um, uh, Kevin, will you, can you hand me my phone? Yeah. I'll I'll look in I think it's I think it's by Henry Cloud and I know you know who he is Janice. Oh, Tove, can you move that light by your foot? Sorry, it's like Oh, blind. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Thanks. Okay. So, um I read it like in 3 days uh when I was in Austin. Yeah, it's by Dr. Henry Cloud, who's who's mm -hmm. the one who wrote all those books about boundaries and he's written a lot of like I would say self-help books. But yeah. um he wrote this book, and actually Natalie and, and uh, Mike McGuire re referenced it. And, I mean, it talks about, you know, a lot of times, like you said, Kevin, you hate change. Like, I just, I, yeah, I'm afraid, it, it, I get scared. Yeah, you fear change. and Always. And Always have. A lot of people really hate change. I mean, you start, you, start, you know, you think about it, a new CEO comes in and starts making change and everybody's in the company, you know, is like talking bad about him behind his back because <laughs> they don't want it to change. They want it to be the way that it was, but the way that it was wasn't working. And so things have to change. People do not like change. So I really like this book. It might be something that you will enjoy reading or mm -hmm. even just glancing at, um, because I love change. I do too. I really love change. And I, yeah. I don't fear things ending. I mean, if, if you guys came to me and were like, you know what, it's the show doesn't seem to be working anymore, or we don't want to do this anymore. I would, I would, I wouldn't, I don't try to force something that's not, that that isn't working anymore, um, just for the sake of things not changing. I I look at every change in my life, and I'm not saying I'm right, but and it's probably evolved over time. But I look at every single thing as an opportunity, even what some people would look at as a, to use your word, um, Janice. You know, I also believe don't believe in mistakes. I believe mm -hmm. I believe that 
that if the universe tells you to turn left or turns left for you, then that's just a new opportunity. That's how I, I like to see it. I don't look at it as like, oh, because I, I also believe that God always has my back and that that I that he is working for my good. I mean, it, there are so many verses in the Bible well, that back that up, too. Like he's for well, us. I mean, it, and I think that there are I mean, I do think there are things that happen that are not God's handiwork. Oh, yeah. You know, I think there are things that are tragic and extremely painful. And I think that that some of those changes can be extremely disruptive. And mm. and I think that people have to grieve a lot of those those losses and mm -hmm. then get beyond it. But going through it can be. You know, it's it, the cha I mean, there are changes that are very difficult for people to wrap their brains around, but eventually we are carried through that, Absolutely. you know, and I think that it's, but it, but it's still not, not to have a platitude about it. Like, oh, well, you, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, it's, it, it is disruptive to be where you are Kevin because you have a lot on your plate mm -hmm. and I totally understand that you are struggling with that because it's I, I felt that way when after I got my divorce and I didn't I had no idea where my life was headed mm -hmm. and you know and it was hard at times mm -hmm. So, but I think it's just trusting along the way. I agree with you, and I think it's a really important thing that you said, Janice. Like it's, it's really important to grieve the the you know whatever needs. If there's been a change that's been incredibly yeah. difficult, I mean, I'm thinking about so many things that have been happening in in our neighborhood. You know, bad accidents. There was a suicide recently. And yours, a dad. Yeah, my accident, uh, you know, uh, there was a dad who died suddenly um, and, you know, at a dog park. I mean, it's just like you think about those families and the incredibly difficult change and, that they're going through. And I would never want to minimize the hard of change and the hard of changing directions. Um, for a lot of people, you know, with everybody's talking about a recession's coming and, and you know, doom and gloom and the election's going to cause all these problems. And, I mean, and that stuff can be really, really, really real. And so I, I really like that you said that. It's not minimizing the, the pain or the heartache yeah. and the grief that is necessary in the middle of it. I think it's just simultaneously trying in the process to trust that we're – where you're going is is going to be okay that it's all yeah. going to be okay yeah and when you're in the yeah. middle of that that's a hard thing to trust it's like it's really hard it doesn't yeah. feel like it's ever all going to be okay but I just trust that it is. And I, I, am, I have the bad tendency to go to worst case scenario and everything. I think a lot of people do. It's like the nine to five thing. Like every nine to five for me would not be necessarily a prison sentence. <laughs> there were nine to fives would be great where I could do the same kind of stuff I do now. You know, AV stuff, tech, videography, field shooting, all, editing, all kinds of stuff. It's just the way where my brain goes. It's yeah. like if I had to do that, that's that's the end. That's you know, that's. Yeah, you might end up loving it. 
Yeah, you never know. But you really never know. You really don't. But it's hard to know what. I don't know. So it's just, I feel like this whole episode has been about me whining about what to do in no, the future. No, no. But you know what, Kev? I think that people w- will relate to it because insert anything, you know, insert anything. And and whether it's any kind of change or not knowing. You know? I'm not used to that. No. Not used to that, that, well, that you don't feeling like lost it. thing. And I know it's not the last time it'll happen in my life, but it's very uncomfortable for me. Well, and I know it is for everybody. Well, it, that, it's so funny because really we just never know. We think we know. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know what's going to happen an hour from now. Mm-hmm. It's like I knew everything and then the next day knew nothing. <laughs> but you actually didn't know everything. No, I didn't at all. <laughs> you, didn't. you just thought you did. <laughs> well, it's why you love control so much because th- that illusion makes you feel in control you know you Uh and it's why you don't love to fly and you don't like change Mm -hmm. and you don't you know you like for things to be predictable and in control because it makes you feel safe yeah and when those things when change happens all of a sudden you you know the earth is shaking underneath you and that that makes you afraid the other day like for the (laughs) first This is a great example of the control thing. For the first time in forever, I mean, I smoked when I was younger. I never do anymore. But when I decided for a cigarette, Lisa's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is going on after the surgery and feeling so weak and hobbled. I'm like, this is a way of me, of me being in control of my body, being able to do, you know what I mean? It's, it makes no sense. It's like, it's bad for you, but it's like my way of feeling like I'm still in control of what's yeah. happening with my body. <laughs> That's yeah, you can let that cigarette and inhale it, but it'll hurt. Yeah. <laughs> because you hadn't smoked enough in the past. <laughs> That's such a rebellious thing to do. It's so stupid. That is but so funny. It's like embarrassing that I still have that part of my in my you know part of my psyche. Yeah. Well, if you think about it. I mean, that's that's what a lot of teenagers do. You know, you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah, exactly. So Which is what I was like when I was a teenager. Opposite of what their parents tell them. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it was funny, though. It didn't last long. It was really bad. Like, it's not like what you think when you're younger. Like, I took, like, two puffs. I was like, this is vile. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you feel dizzy? No, it made me feel nauseous, but... yeah. Probably just because all the medicine I was on anyway. I took a puff off a cigarette probably about a year ago, and I literally thought, I felt like my lungs were on fire. Uh, It's weird. You used to be able to breathe it like air, and now it feels so tight. Like, it's yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) It is funny, which is really amazing how our bodies change when we start doing that kind of stuff. And that's a completely different topic, but <laughs> maybe for next week, it is funny what, yeah. where, where you went to. Yeah. Why did I do exactly. that? You're not going to tell me what to, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. I'm in control of what's happening inside my body. Are, as Tom says, you are not the boss of me. I'm like, I know, I know. I don't want to be having well, surgery is very vulnerable thing. <laughs> Having surgery is... That's really giving up control. Oh, yeah. That's why you're so scared of anesthesia. Terrified of anesthesia. I hate it. Yeah. When you you texted us and said... I I did text y'all about that. How scared you were. I thought that was... uh Uh-huh. I was like... I always thought... It's very Kevin-like. Before I had my knee done, I thought, I thought, this is... I thought, this is how it's going to feel like when I die. Because I just... I just was one minute I was awake, and the next minute 
I wasn't. Totally. I thought, well, that's not so bad. Yeah, and <laughs> in a really white room. It was annoying me, though. I'm like, yeah. I bet Tova and Janice don't even worry about it for a second when they have to go under anesthesia. You know what? I have to say I don't love anesthesia. It's not a control thing. Like, both times I had shoulder surgery, right before, like, when they came to get me, and I had, like, I didn't speak. I was, like, not speaking. You freaked out? And. And I just had tears streaming down my face. And I don't know what it was. I, don't, I really don't know what was behind that. Because I don't have a lot of fear about surgery. Sounds almost like a panic attack. I think it just made me feel sad that I was going into surgery. I think I was just sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that my body was just. They gave you that really good stuff right before you go in there? Yeah, I never remember the good stuff. I They're definitely like, do. We're going to give you the good stuff. And I'm like, I think I go right to sleep when they give me the good stuff. <laughs> no, there's like a good 60 seconds before they wheel you back where it's great. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I never remember that part. I remember that every time. Craig yeah. loves that part too. <laughs> You're not afraid of anything then. It's like, it's great. Give it to me, baby. Yeah. Craig loves propofol. I'm like, something's wrong with you. <laughs> what is it, Michael Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> I think he makes up reasons to have surgeries. Yeah. It's like, I need another colonoscopy. I'm like, you had one like last month. Oh, spot. man, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I don't like the anesthesia, yeah, but that's first said they give you is great. The colonoscopy, that medicine, is it's a loopy thing. That's a funky thing. Well, he, he, he thinks surgeries. But isn't it funny how we're all just so different? You know, yeah, we are all funny. just really vastly different. You and Janice are more alike. I'm like nothing like you. <laughs> I try to be. But... Well, we definitely have Janiceisms, Tovaisms, and Kevinisms. That's true. And I think that the culmination of the combination is like I think we make up a big part of society, which is why the world. Yeah, which is why people. It's enjoy. a good eclectic mix. Yeah, it's like oh, thank God, Kevin's speaking. Yeah. Like I have a couple. Somebody of... has to be the neurotic one. <laughs> I have a couple of clients, I mean, more than a couple, who've said over and over and over again, like, thank God for Kevin. He makes all of us feel way more normal. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a lunatic. No, we're all kind of. No, you're not so not a lunatic. We're all kind of loop-de-loop. I was just thinking, though, I'm like, I hate my neurotic side, like how much the stupid anesthesia thing was bothering me. I'm like, the aftermath, I don't care. I'll do that, no problem. I'm not afraid of that. It's the, yeah. just, I don't know, it's Going a weird under. thing. Yeah, because well, there's nothing well, I can do about it. I could go t- under and never wake up. Makes perfect sense with Powerless. your personality. Yeah, out of control. You're so powerful. There is nothing... There is nothing more powerless than that feeling. Yeah. Because you are in on the, you have no control. You have no fight. Any of it. Yeah. So, so (laughs) one of the, something that might be helpful to not just you, Kevin, but somebody else um, who might be listening who's, who's really like wondering, like, what is their future? And, and when you get, when you, when you get in that state of mind where you start to go down all the trails, you know, of like, and then you feel stuck or you feel afraid or you feel maybe, maybe it's just thought replacement. I mean, just makes it sound like it's so easy. It's not easy. It's an easy concept, but it's hard to do is like in those moments, maybe, maybe an exercise is you just stopping your brain breathing and saying, you know what? It's, Whatever happens, I know that it's all going to be okay, and it's all going to be for my good, and I trust. 
I trust God. I trust the universe. I, you know, just trusting. I will trust the outcome. And maybe that will just be a little bit more empowering to you instead of like, instead of the unknown controlling you, I feel like in some way that's you taking control of the unknown. I agree. Uh, it's funny you mention that too, because my entire life, like my entire life, anytime something stressful or bad was going on, my mom always said, and I'm sure this is a Catholic routine, pray, pray to the Blessed Mother, pray to the Blessed Mother. She always comes through, pray to the Blessed Mother. And I, I just heard that in my head my entire freaking life. And I never actually, did. Actually, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then just recently, I actually started doing that. And I can't explain why. It actually helps oh, a I lot. I love that. Well, that, it does. It's because sweet. you're taking your brain somewhere else. It's all about what you're going, what's your brain doing. You know, and that's yeah. why that is a really good thing to do is thought replacement. Just something that I like, whatever mind is breathe, relax, and let it unfold. I love that. That does that for me. It just puts me on a whole different plane, you know? Mm -hmm. If I start going down negative paths or, or old paths that I, that I don't enjoy, I really just try to, to think of the exact opposite and and put in a like just make a new trail in my brain you know make a new mm -hmm. make a new yeah. path and even the funny thing and i'm learning it's an exercise for all of us is even if i don't fully believe my my new thought it's like it's one of those things that i just fake it till i make it because what i do know is i don't want to stay on the old one you know, yeah, I don't yeah. want to keep having these negative, scary, fearful thoughts because I really don't believe. I mean, we talked about it in the 10 steps to abundance. You know, I really believe that that's what life has to offer all of us. And you know, it's not about getting rich and it's not about having 10 kids and it's not about finding the perfect human. It's just like getting us closer to the life that we were created to live. And I do believe I believe that every single person listening was created for a great purpose and is significant in the in the world to all of us. I believe what you do matters to me. I believe what I do matters to you. And and I I think that all of us accomplishing and becoming the person that we were created to be is is like that is all of us living in the flow and like you matter. You know, you matter. Everybody matters. And and I think and I know, I believe, I mean, of course, you can say universe or or God or Jesus or whoever it is for you, but I I know, I mean, I love that book, The Universe Has Your Back, that God has my back. I believe God has your back. I believe the universe has your back. And you know, I can't wait for how it unfolds and to see where all of these thought processes take you because I I trust that it will be good and I really trust it because you are so good, you know, and you're, you have a great marriage and you're going to be a great dad and you're going, you work really hard. And so it's like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It is fun. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, mom. I, I, I'm sorry. It took me 37 years, by the way, to take your advice. <laughs> And I'm sorry I didn't tell you that I've been doing that. Sorry, I just realized that. Oh, but thank to you. Mom? Are yes. you just going to say sorry to your mom? Yes. Because <laughs> she's been telling me my entire life the most mother thing. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. I, sorry it took me this long, actually, to try that out. You know what? All all good. Like, I mean, how many times have we heard that, that kids always come back? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Always. That's true. 
Did you guys ever have when uh, when you had kids though? Like, because maybe this is me. Maybe this is my neurotic side. Like, the first stage of finding out like you're gonna have a baby is like joy, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then almost immediately, there's that panic that sets in. Like, how am I gonna pull this off? Maybe you guys didn't have that, did you? I didn't. No, I didn't. But I'm also I I think I understand more. Not like I, being a dad, but just mostly from yeah. a like you know a financial standpoint. I was about to say everything. I think that is very common in men that makes sense you know that that the financial responsibility you would feel a huge burden for that being the man absolutely you feel immediately responsible for another life now you know and it's like i understand that that makes sense to me yeah me too i understand that i do Mm -hmm. i you know but i also told you that i bugged the crap out of topher that he was i was always like it's all gonna work out and he was like tate does, everything doesn't always just work out. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I know how it feels. It actually yeah. does. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> but it works it, out one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah. you would be very annoyed being married to me too, Kev. <laughs> You'd be like, "Shut up, T. It doesn't yeah. all just always work out." You're always so sunshiny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, we hope that all of you enjoy some of these remedies for. For your life, it's, you know, life is not easy and and the unknown can be very scary. And so I appreciate you bringing up the topic, Kev, because I think it's... Yeah, me too, Kevin. ...applicable no to everybody. Yeah, sure. Probably the most vulnerable real piece of uh, audio I've ever had to do, so... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Happy you, to help. are you okay to talk? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I was Sam an open book, so if I say no now, then I'm going back on my own credo. You're going to listen to this and you're going to be like, oh my God. I oh, I'm not going like, to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's hilarious. Well, Janice, I really hope Tom starts to feel better. I know. He'll be all right. He will, but man, that's a bugger. It is a bummer. And I'm glad it you're home and, and staying put and and that you haven't got it. Um, but we'll I be thinking about you. I have it today. That's good. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> And Kev and all of you that are listening and maybe struggling with the unknown, um, I hope this helped. Hope you got found some good little remedy nuggets. Bless- yeah, thanks for listening. What's the prayer? Blessed Mother Mary? <laughs> the, pray to the Blessed Mother. P- pray to the Blessed Mother. Blessed Mother. <laughs> there you <Okay>. go. <laughs> Have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>